from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. NC State basketball mixed in with NC State basketball head coach Kevin Keats's commentary. They are reeling as a basketball program right now. And it is time to pull out all the stops. Throw everything you can at this season and see if it works because time is running out. Throw the kitchen sink at them if you got to. They scored 15 points against UVA two games ago. Uh, Came back against Syracuse with a blistering 22 points in the first half against Syracuse. That's rough. That's that's it's bad. Yeah. Just put, just put it bluntly. It's called what it is. And now it's time to to take all of the built up frustration of which I'm sure there is plenty after the last three games. Take all of the built up anger, all of the built up energy, and and put it into change and big change. The fearlessness to make big moves when you have nothing to lose as part of coaching. It's what Kevin Keats has to do now. Let's hear from Kevin Keats on who played well. We didn't play well. And uh, it's weird because this is, you know, you have that one game a year where you just don't play well. And and it typically ends up in a 25-point loss or uh, you know, a 30-point loss. Um, I told those guys it's not enough to just say, hey, we fought because that's who we are. That's what you're supposed to be in the program. Uh, we didn't We didn't play well. I, don't, I think this was the only game that I didn't feel like anybody on our team particularly played well. Um, we just uh, – we, did, we didn't play well. And it's one of those things where, you know, we got to get back. We got to get our own – in our own bed. We got to, you know, get some home cooking, and we got to get back on track. But – if you, if you told me to point to anything, I didn't think anybody played well in any particular area. It's okay if there's one game. We're three straight games. Yeah, you're going to have one game where the, you know, everything, you know, I, I describe it all the time, right? The no good, terrible, horrible, very bad day. You wake up, you, you spill uh, toothpaste on your favorite shirt, and you're not even sure why you put your, your shirt on before brushing your teeth. Like, like, we've all had those days. You're going on three straight. Lost to Virginia Tech, not good enough. Lost to UVA, had 15 points in the first half, and you heard him say it there, right? I don't care if you ha- tried hard to battle back. It's not enough. Lost to Syracuse, double figures. It's time to make changes. You spend all offseason. I get the difficulty, right? I understand if you're a coach, you're you're you know you spend your entire offseason, you spend your entire preseason, you have all these these wonderful blueprints and diagrams of how your team is going to be successful, and it's hard to throw all that away on the fly to try something that you've thought of maybe for two days, right? You tell one of your assistant coaches. Give me something new in time for our next game. And then you throw out what you tried for months to design. I get that it's difficult. But right now, what you're doing isn't working. You were buoyed by a schedule that was not threatening earlier in your ACC schedule. Now you've played three, I wouldn't even say top-of-the-line teams, three middle-of-the-road teams, loss, loss, loss. And I'm talking real changes here. Talking big changes. 
You know, and and by the way, like I I think Kevin Keats knows this and understands this, and he kind of soft launched it, right? He he had like a friends and family opening, right? We're not open soft for, opening. Yeah, yeah, we're not open for business, but hey, you know, if you if you know some people come through, we're gonna have a limited menu. He didn't start DJ Burns this past game. DJ Burns came off the bench. That's a change. DJ Burns is a a leader. He's a crowd favorite. He's an energy uh, kind of magnet from everybody that that follows. And and he didn't start. Ben Middlebrooks, Mo Diara, they were in the starting lineup. But the the thing is, that's the only thing that changed. DJ Burns still played 28 minutes. Diara and Middlebrooks each played 12 minutes. So it's it's you know you changed who walked out there and and you know fist bumped to the other team and then was there for the jump ball then you played the rest of the game similarly that is window dressing different right that that is where you reorganized items on the shelf but you have the same ingredients different I'm not sure if minimizing DJ Burns role is the move but whatever the move is has to be a real move maybe it is shrinking your your rotation to 6 and, and and I mean, whoever's out is out, right? Maybe it is Mo Diar is going to play a ton of minutes. Maybe it is you're playing more through the, the youngster, Dennis Parker Jr., who, by the way, came off the bench also and, and didn't play as many minutes as we've seen. Maybe it's O'Connell getting more time, although he wasn't very good. Maybe it's all those guys getting absolutely no time. All I'm saying is, uh, right, right, the uh, – I don't know if this was everybody else's like eighth grade public speaking, mm-hmm. but but you start your speech with the the definition, right? And Webster Dictionary defines blank blank as blank blank blank, and that's how you start your your little persuasive argument. Webster's Dictionary describes insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, the results have been bad enough now for three straight games that it's time to change something. Do you know the last time NC State won was that game against Wake Forest where Kevin Keats was ejected, there were four technicals in the last two or three minutes, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and Kevin Keats, after the game, stood at the podium and said, like, no one's ever going to question our toughness again. Two of the next three games, they scored 22 or less in the first half. I'm not saying it's a toughness issue. I'm saying it's an issue. Something has to change. Bottle up the disappointment and then direct it towards the adjustments you're going to make. Here's Kevin Keats explaining his disappointment after the game. I'm disappointed because um, we've got some older dudes. And I thought today, I thought, you know, we were not um, as locked in on scouting reports as we've done in the past meaning paint touches and not giving up free throws and all of that other stuff. And that hurts you when you're not locked in the way you should be on those things. And you know what? I'm, instead of being angry right now, because I can I can turn to an angry, angry side of it, I'm disappointed um, because we didn't follow the defensive scouting report that we needed to follow. Anger, disappointment, frustration, sadness, Whatever you want to call the emotion, it has to lead to something better, right? Like, whatever you call the emotion, uh, again, basketball players, they run so darn much and their games are more often, so you can't really do this. But I can tell you as a former football player, you play three games like that, 
You show up on Sunday after the Saturday game, and there are headlines and press clippings in the squat racks. And and there's some weight moving that day because everyone is bottling up whatever that emotion was that led you to those three losses, and you are channeling it towards those weights, channeling it towards trying to be better. Basketball, you know, got to keep a little bit more lean, a little bit more <laughs> sinewy muscles, so maybe you're not on the squat racks. But, it, I mean, at practice, it's got to be something at stair steps. I don't know. Hit every step up and down three or four times in, in, in PNC. You do what you got. <laughs> you do what you got to do. I take the squat rack over that. No, hundred <laughs> percent. But their card basketball, their cardio. Yeah, it's, still it's, though, it's it's different. Quarterbacks, we never ran. Uh, we used to get the GPS readings, and it'd be like, "Did, did you practice today? You you traveled no distance." I'm like, well, we go three or four steps backwards occasionally. Um, my point is. If they look the same, if they look like they're trying to do the same over their next two or three games, right? Then what are we doing here, right? You got to try something. Push them, pull them, do something. <laughs> like give give me some kind of effort here, because trotting yourself out the same way and just saying we're going to do better, it's like that that works for a game, maybe two. You've lost three games to teams that I think you're more talented than. You got Miami tomorrow night. Nine o'clock, and and ironically, they're a team that at least at the top of their their uh, roster has. You might be deeper, but they have some some talent up there at the top that you're gonna have to match. And it's frustrating that no individual got kind of uh, tr- that takeover mode. We talked about that yesterday, or not yesterday, Friday, right? I needed to see their top players kind of grab the bull by the horn and say we're either gonna win or we're gonna lose on my back. I didn't feel that from many. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every Monday we get together and we we name who's off the podium, who gets the bronze, the silver, and the gold involving the four ACC teams in the state of North Carolina. This is a one-week award, uh, so it's just what you've done since the last time we've, we've awarded medals. It's what you've done over the last week. Although I will say we're starting to see some patterns here <laughs> where teams are settling into spots more often than not there it's like uh it's like the 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 dinner table right there's not assigned seats but you go to your same seat most of the time you don't exactly have like name cards but you just always end up sitting in the same spot you know where your spot is so every week these teams have have the opportunity to finish with a gold medal 
It just seems to be the same ones aren't finishing with the gold medal very, very often. <laughs> it seems like the same one is always finishing with the gold medal. And, and that says a lot about their season as a whole. But it is not a season-long award. It is a it is a individual week award. Uh, as always, we'll start with off the podium. Off the podium, NC State. They lost to UVA 59-53 in overtime. Uh, they lost to Syracuse 77-65 combined in those two games let me see if i can do some math 37 points in the first half that's correct 15 in the first half against uva 22 in the first half against syracuse that's unacceptable and and you're also not like it doesn't feel like they're trying to drag the game into the muck right like if you if you're playing uva and you're just wildly comfortable winning games 51 49 like like there have been teams in, in uva in the past That'd be one thing, but but it doesn't feel like they're trying to drag the game down and slow it down and make it ugly and make it gross. They want to play a game that, that you know, has some offensive fireworks. They want to let DJ Burns get his. They want DJ Horn to knock down a couple jumpers. They want to get out and run. They, they, they want to do some things, but they're just not being efficient offensively to start the game. And I guess you could lean back and say, yeah, but they're playing better in the second half, but if you dig yourself such a big hole in the first half that you can't dig your way out of it even with a really good performance in the second half or a much better performance in the second half, it's going to be a really tough spot to, to, to win. It's going to be a really darn near impossible spot to win. Let's hear from Kevin Keats after the Syracuse game, uh, basically saying nobody played well. We didn't play well. And uh, it's weird because this is, you know, you have that one game a year where you just don't play well, and, and it typically ends up in a 25-point loss or, uh, you know, a 30-point loss. Um, I told those guys it's not enough to just say, hey, we fought, because that's who we are. That's what you're supposed to be in the program. Uh, we didn't we didn't play well. I, don't, I think this was the only game that I didn't feel like anybody on our team particularly played well. Um, we just uh, we didn't we didn't play well, and it's one of those things where you know we got to get back, we got to get our own in our own bed, we got to you know get some home cooking, and we got to get back on track. But if you if you told me to point to anything, I didn't think anybody played well in any particular area. I hope that is the calm down for the media version, and I hope the nobody played well was more uh, intense in the locker room with the door shut. Because I don't necessarily disagree. Right? I, I didn't see anybody making massive plays for State. They had their moments. A few guys had their moments, but uh, but not enough. That's how you end up off the podium. Uh, and and the, the UVA loss was, I mean, it, it was literally just a, a anemic offensive performance in the first half and then trying to scratch and claw your way out of it, and it was the hole was too deep. The, the, you dug yourself too deep a hole. Bronze goes to Wake Forest, which they continue. Actually, they they got a little bit of a, I would say, a beneficial schedule here, um, because they've lost what is it, three of their last five. They've they've their defense really hasn't been pulling their their weight, but it's been a long time since they played. It's been a week essentially since since they played a game and. Uh, a week ago, they lost to UNC by 20, even though they were ahead at halftime. That's not a performance you want. So I guess the the benefit 
for Wake Forest is, yeah, you're the bronze medalist now. You, the only game you played since our last podium award was a 20-point loss to UNC where you got run over in the second half. Mm-hmm. But you've had time to correct some things, and you you need the time to correct some things. Yeah, they played, like you said, Monday last week, and they don't play again until this Wednesday. They're on the road at Pitt. Yeah, nine days? Nine days. That's like, let's run training camp back. Let's relock <laughs> in on the defensive side of the, the, the basketball court, and uh, and let's not just be a team that can score in the 80s. Let's be a team that can hold other teams to the 70s. Didn't realize they were like the Canes in the All-Star break right <laughs> Exactly. Now. They got an All-Star break. It's It's that UNC game showed that that Wake Forest is firmly not near there yet. Even though, and I said this last week during Cons and Cons, uh, when I watch Wake Forest, I think they look better than their record shows. I think the eye test says they're better than their record shows. Now, you can I'm completely open to you looking at me and going, that doesn't matter. And I get it. Right? You are what your record says you are. I get it. So Wake needs to use the nine days they have off to start making the production, start making the results add up to what I'm seeing, right? Because what I'm seeing are some players that fill some pretty interesting roles. And we've talked about how much we like Andrew Carr, Efton Reed coming back. They've had some shooters uh, come back even more recently. Uh, Salas is a player I really like. Miller can get to the line a bunch, as he did against UNC. There's there's a lot of players I like, but the, right now the sum of all the parts aren't adding up to, to as good of a team as they should, and that's why they're bronze. Silver, which, by the way, I'm just going to let everybody know. This was a frustrating podium for me. Why is that? Because I don't think there's any other way to put them in order. Like, I think it's an obvious one. And I don't always like when it's just like, hey, this team lost two games. This team lost one game, so they're off the podium in bronze. This team won both of their games, but they uh, weren't as dominant. Like, I like when we can get a little abstract with it. I like where we our reasonings can be more subject of debate. Okay. But I really don't think there's a subject for debate here. Yeah, that really is it. It's stayed off the podium, wake bronze, Duke gets the silver medal, and you can do process of elim- elimination to find out who gets the gold. Uh, the Duke wins were their wins, first of all. Get that get that clear. Wins are wins. Their wins. The AP voters have been impressed because they're, they're rising back up the ranks pretty aggressively uh, from 12 to 7 uh, over the last week. Um, they beat Louisville by 14. I thought that game was not as – I believe the word I was looking for was not as much of a pulverizing as I, I hoped for. Uh, and then the Clemson game, you needed every bit of every call, every bit of everything down the stretch to win by one, kind of right at the buzzer, near the buzzer on free throws from Proctor. Those wins aren't convincing enough for me to give you consideration as a gold medalist. They aren't convincing enough. What I do like, and we talked about this earlier, is Tyrese Proctor's mindset since he started scoring buckets again. Came off the bench the other day, scored 24. Since then, it does feel like he has a look in his eye that's a little bit different than everything we've seen from Duke this year. And and as I, I, I want to be clear on this. I've been calling for edge. I've been mm-hmm. calling for attitude from Duke for a long time. That is something you can't fake. Right? I... I, I I've heard guys who like aren't the the pregame speech guy. That's just not in their like uh, natural personality. Stand up and try to give the pregame speech because they think it's what they're supposed to do, and it never ends up rallying the team. It usually ends up just something awkward. Everybody's like, oh, "Okay, got it. Let's cool. go." <laughs> Hands in. 
Team on three. Uh, so I, I like, you know, if it's not flip, it's not flip. If it's not Roach, it's not Roach. I think it could be Proctor. He gets the look in his eye in certain parts of each game where, where he does have that attitude, that edge that we haven't seen from Duke. And he had that look on that final possession. You know, I don't think he was looking to pass, even if it was the right basketball play. He was he was going to get a shot up. He was going to get fouled or he was going to live with the result. And then he went to the free throw line, and here's Tyrese Proctor talking about his mindset going into those free throws, which ended up being the game winners. I was just talking to myself, knowing that, you know, I was going to make both of them. Um, I haven't been shooting the free throw, you know, that, that well this season. And I know I'm, you know, one of the best free throw shooters in the country, and you just took my time and, and knocked them both in. What were you saying when you were talking to yourself in those moments? I'm the best free throw shooter in the country. Just take my time. Knowing that I was going to make both. The beginning of that, he said, I was talking to myself, knowing that I was going to make both and knowing I haven't been shooting the free throws all that well. Like, that is, some would say, a little, little incorrect thinking, right? It's like, hey, I, I uh, cast my line into the water knowing that I was going to catch a fish and also that I've been out there for eight hours and hadn't caught a fish. Like, it's, it's, it's a little bit of, of the thinking doesn't add up. It doesn't align, but I love it. Right, The guy that walks into the, the, the arena knowing he's the best player in the arena. Is there somebody else that averages more points, rebounds, assists, and has their team won more? Sure, but the other guy knows he's the best player in the arena. That's how a lot of athletes operate, and that's what I think Duke is kind of missing. Who's going to be insulted when a team that's lesser uh, sticks with them? Right? When it's halftime and it's a two-point game against a team that doesn't have as much talent, who's going to take that as a personal insult rather than like, wow, they're playing good too? I think that might be Proctor. With that being said, the Louisville game wasn't as pulverizing as I wanted, and you still needed to get to the last second to beat Clemson. Also, Clemson, I think, is one of the better, like, falling towards the bottom of the standings in the ACC uh, teams that we've seen in, in a while. P.J. Hall's legit. Joe Girard was very frustrated by Duke, who, by the way, first half pretty much locked him up, Tyrese Proctor. I, like, there's those kind of fingerprints frustrating the, the outside shooter, knowing you're going to make the free throws. There's hints of the attitude I'm looking for from Duke coming from Proctor. And they squeaked that one out. It was like, as close as it could come. Yeah. They Need, squeaked that one out. I, I remember actually I texted you during the game. I said, is Duke really going to lose this thing? And some would say uh, the, the streets are talking. <laughs> the, the, the referees may, the streets, have, yeah. may have had a uh, an impact on that one at the end. Uh, yeah, I I get annoyed when people do that. So do I. Um, I really do. I do. Usually I think it comes out in the wash. The hard part is you never see the bad calls that benefit your favorite team. Mm -hmm. So were there some bad calls that went in Duke's favor? Sure. But unless you're going to go back and watch all of the plays and, and see if there were any bad calls going the other way, it, it makes your, your argument a little less credible. Right? I, it's, I mean, I, I, I've seen the, the Twitter of – you know, Isaiah likely in the uh, AFC championship game getting pulled down by a defender like well away from the play, and that should have been either a defensive hold or DPI or whatever. And I'm going like, all right, fair. Have you looked at every Chiefs wide receiver away from the ball on film to find out if it happened in the other direction? Because mm -hmm. if not, your credibility is lacking a, a, a little bit. But I do know that anytime Duke gets calls, especially a bunch of them in a row, comes with the territory gold medal unc 
They beat Wake Forest by a bunch despite being down at halftime. That second half against Wake is probably the best half of basketball played in the ACC over the last week, which is what we're looking at on, on this podium. Uh, they also beat Florida State 75-68, which I would have if I if I'm if I had my druthers and I were a UNC fan, I would want that to be a little bit more of a, an emphatic dramatic victory. But you know, I, I, I think they won by do some quick math, seven. And there's some stats that say Florida State should have won. But UNC did all the little things that add up to extra credit, right? Um, they rebounded. They got to the free throw line. They offensive rebounded. They made their free throws when they got to the free throw line. Florida State shot a better percentage from the field, shot a better percentage from three, but they went 5 of 11 from the free throw line compared to, what was it, 19 of 24 uh, for, for UNC. It's it's those little things on the, the perimeter that added up to a win for UNC. And, you know, coaches will call those winning things, hustle points, whatever you want to call it. Seven offensive rebounds for Harrison Ingram. That's seven extra possessions, which, you know, could end up being the difference when you're not shooting it as well as the other team. Right? You make less percentage of your shots, but you take more shots because you got extra possessions. That's huge. That's huge. Credit to them. They look like the best team in the ACC. And not even close. Duke will have a chance to uh, make their statement that they belong in that tier on Saturday. It'll, and it'll be in Chapel Hill, which will be really fun to watch. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. 